We are go for podcast. Judgment here, but he is gay, and that's weird and gross because he's old. Uh, yeah. So what was I gonna oh, say? Yeah. Oh yes, um, Keanu Reeves. Uh huh. I know that guy. Yeah, I think most people do. Um, you heard that he created his own comic, or helped to create a new comic, no. an independent comic uh, titled Berserker. Oh, I have heard that. And, uh, well, I haven't heard that, but I've heard the name Berserker, Right. and now I understand what it is. So, he, he helped create it. Uh-huh. Apparently... Helped create it as in what? Gave it money? Um... No, he kind of had the idea for this storyline for a comic book. And I think he solicited the help of a friend who was an illustrator or found an illustrator who became a friend. Okay. And convinced them to help him get this comic off the ground and, and get it, you know, turn it into reality. And, and it's just... I don't know if he's the only writer, but he is definitely one of the creators of the comic. And it's, um, it's doing so well. It is the biggest selling independent comic book of all time. Cool. Comic series. And uh, when whoever he was talking to about it uh, said so... Possible movie and or TV series uh, implications here? And he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> they are exploring that opportunity as we speak. Mm. So I'm like, oh yeah. I would like to see that. Uh, did you read the comic? Mm-mm. Oh. Nope. Uh, it's just one of those things where I, I'm already interested. I haven't even seen anything. Like, just the fact that he made it, or was, you know, partly responsible for making it, uh, has already piqued my interest. What about Keanu Reeves piques your interest to consume something he's created without knowing anything about it? Um, that's a good question. I, I really can't answer it. I just... Uh, I don't see him producing anything lame <laughs> and I mean you know the proof is in the sales figures right the, if it is in fact the the biggest selling independent comic book that's ever been made then there's obviously something good there therefore I would even be willing to just not even bother with the comic and see what it spawns right as a as a an alternative was that uh, was that media a, form was that an intentional pun was Spawn, who used to be the largest independent. It wasn't, but mm. good job on picking up that not even unintentional, but totally missed pun <laughs> <laughs> had it not been highlighted by you. I don't know if you'd call it cynicism or what, but oh, I, here we go. I have my doubts that there's any real validity to it being the largest selling independent comic of all time. Because if you are interested in it because Keanu Reeves was a part of it, so was fucking everybody else who bought it. Right? Like, it's like if Brad Pitt made a comic book, fucking everybody would buy it. Does it mean that it's good? Not necessarily. And right. it might be. It might be great. But having the accolade of being the largest selling independent comic book of all time, when you're the largest movies, action movie star hero on the planet... Eh, that doesn't tell me that it's great. 
Touche. I'd rather... Uh, uh, maybe I'll hop down to Phoenix Comics and, and buy them and read them. And yeah. Then... I want a full fucking report by next episode. <laughs> you have to fund this fucking report. <laughs> uh, speaking of books... Uh-huh. I'm so mad at you. You're mad at me? Yeah. About books? Book singular. Oh, book yeah. singular. Uh-huh. Oh, did you start reading West of January? Uh-huh. And you didn't like it? It's the fucking worst book I've ever read. Wow. It is awful. Okay. I've got 15 pages to go. To give you an idea, I read... 3,500 pages of the Dark Castle series in under two weeks. I started reading this pile of shit about over a week and a half ago. It has 310 pages. Mm -hmm. It's awful. It's written poorly. The story sucks. It's just... It's... Just bad. It's all about some dude fucking. That's all this book is about. <laughs> it's about a dude fucking. Well, that's that's pretty reductive, but okay. Well, of course it's reductive, <laughs> but it's a short book, but that's all it is. Everywhere he goes, he fucks. For, and it's just, it reads so transparent that it's the author working through his feelings of when he was a kid and wanting to conquer women and maybe he was inadequate or maybe he was a fuck machine. I don't know. But it just, it's, it's horribly transparent. And the cool part of the book that made me want to read it was the fact it was this planet that had, you know, this unique generational yeah. rotation mm -hmm. of the planet. I'm like, that's dope. Right. It has nothing to do with this fucking book. There is so little pertaining to that very interesting piece. It's disappointing. Hmm. It is used as a tool to push this vague story <laughs> forward. <laughs> It's either that or you've become a book snob. I think, no, but I mean, in maybe. all seriousness, maybe you may have been gorging on so much deep, complex, highly imaginative writing that this is like a step down for you all of a sudden. Maybe, but so? Oh, yeah. Well, right? you, you it's, know. A, it's a valid, uh, you know. Like, I just can't... Feedback. Like, there's just, so much I, I, crammed... It's, it's in, hilarious. There's so much crammed into this book. It didn't really leave me wanting in oh, any way. Oh, no. I agree with you that he could have... Um, he could have definitely uh, leveraged the actual backstory more and been less about... Like, you know, if you really wanted to... If I really wanted to uh, get critical about the the way the story was written and where all the weight was put in the story. Yeah, the guy just... The thing that I didn't like about it myself, that I don't know if I ever got around to mentioning, was that... Not specifically. I, I didn't particularly... I didn't particularly appreciate the fact that he just seemed to bounce around from one tribe to another... Uh, and it was either really fantastic or really shitty. Uh, but the shittiness, like I'm, I'm not, I don't enjoy, uh, I don't enjoy being a spectator to others suffering, which That's is all this book is. Well, it is maybe and not from beginning you know, to very end from the fucking first line. <laughs> it's all suffering. It starts out suffering, yeah, but I mean, when he was living with, uh, you know, without getting a spoiler, when he was living with the people... No one else is going to read this book after the ocean, this. Don't read it. They, he, he did alright with them. Until, until they were all murdered. <laughs> until he lost everyone he loved. Yeah. Ever. Right. Like, yes, there are But that bits. happened after he left, though. 
Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But everything good that happens to this guy yeah. is only a means of slapping him in the dick. Right. Everything is a means of slapping him in the dick. Right. Made a best friend, died. Had a had a wife, made a bunch of babies, murdered. Right. Found a cool fucking place for them to go, enslaved. But didn't you feel that that was kind of the reality of the world itself? Like, had he just stuck with his tribe? Like, he, he kind of created his own reality, by he just couldn't sit still. He kept, you know... Yeah, sure, he wanted to exact revenge on somebody, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not even going to finish that sentence because it's a spoiler. That's just a vehicle to motivate him to keep moving on to try to find whatever bullshit that he was looking for. It was such a vapid motivation. He was, he was but he was vapid to begin with. His character was vapid. He's so unlikable, uninteresting, whiny. Yeah. Like you could you could see the author trying to build a character that you would be interested in or have sympathy but for. But wonder what the hell is his complexity. problem? Yeah. yeah. What is your problem? He's dude? just a bitch. Yeah. And he was just a bitch who was obsessed with fucking. Okay. Like it was a really big deal. Like to him. Yeah. Like it's, I don't care about spoilers. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't. Like, I've already given away, like, four. People, Adam is not going to allow you to read this book. You can That's read it if you want, it. but I wouldn't <laughs> ever read this book. And it's, and the only reason why I don't care about spoilers, because I usually don't like them, but I know no one else I have ever met will ever read this book, so I have no one to talk to about it. I'm going to choke on my coffee. Uh, yeah. Right from the get-go. Okay. So, Adam, uh, what you're saying in a roundabout way is you hated this fucking book. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's that's too bad. I haven't disliked something so much in a long time. Hmm. And maybe I'm a book snob. I don't know. I'm not that much of a book snob. Like, I'm finishing it. Yeah. Like, I've got, like I say, 13 pages to go. Okay. That's why I was a few minutes late, and I'm like, oh, fuck, come on. Just finish this fucking thing. But I didn't quite make it, so. It's just so... Is that all you read? Yes. Mm. It was like pulling teeth. I'm at the 75% mark of uh, Children of Time. I'm still hooked. Took me to places I I didn't (coughs) think the story would go. Um... I guess I was lulled into this false sense of security that um, things were just going to work out uh, with the people, the characters in the story. And no, no, no. This author just loves throwing a wrench in every works that there is, you know, just to create never-ending cycles of conflict and, uh, and whatnot. And uh, but it's it's actually made for an even more interesting story. People. Oh, right. these are the monkey people. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Don't touch You're my right. monkeys. Right. Don't Here come the monkeys. monkeys. <laughs> monkeys are all going to die. At the pace that the story is going, mm-hmm. I can tell right now uh-huh. that the climax I'm looking for isn't going to happen in this book. <laughs> they're dragging it out That's dragging it out dragging it out and that point where you want the humans to finally get down to that planet and meet the s- not monkeys right and I ain't gonna tell you what they are you did last time oh did I okay yeah. uh, but anyway when they finally uh, have to meet and deal with the non-monkeys who are now sufficiently advanced that they can actually talk via radio to this fucking thing that made them in the first place uh, they're going to be in, I think, for a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, it'll probably, the book will end with them actually landing. Arriving, and yes. And then, see you next time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So, needless to say, I will be reading the second book. Um, well, how many are there? Three? Three. Uh, by the time we uh, meet again, I'll probably be on to book two, which is Children of Ruin. Right. 
and uh, let you know how that goes. I have no idea what I'm reading next. Hmm. I don't like that feeling. Usually I got something lined up. Because this book was... This, this book has given him such a bitter taste in his mouth. It, ha- it really has. It really has. We may meet again only to find that Adam has sworn off of reading any more books. Yeah, right. This one killed Because he's afraid that it's going to suck just as much, if not more, ass than what he was just put through. Thanks to yours truly. It's funny because I wouldn't have finished it had I not read nine books in like lightning speed, right? I would have been like, okay, let's just turn this off. But it's 300 pages. Right. It was just like yeah. easy. Yeah. But it was, it was not. Um, but the intention of this book was to, like to cleanse my palate after all that. Before, all those nine books, which was a lot. Well, consider your palate cleansed. It's not, it it is, it's not, it's not cleansed. 42. Would you ever consider having guests on our podcast? Sure. Okay. Are there any people that have expressed interest in being a guest on our podcast? (laughs) Nobody listens to this. Okay. Just curious. Do you got a boyfriend who wants to come on the call? Hey, boyfriend, do you want to come on? Hey, you leave my boyfriend out of this. I won't. You apparently want to bring him into this. You want to make it a threesome. Uh, no, I was just curious whether that was something you were uh, interested in exploring. Oh, uh, sure. Why not? Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, if they bring something interesting... Right. ...that neither of us know about, that want to know about... Yeah. Well, uh, I don't have anybody in mind. Oh, I assumed you absolutely no. did. No, I didn't. I just was kind of like, you know, projecting into the future and, and wondering, is it only ever going to be just us talking about a topic or are we going to get to a point eventually where we have a topic we would like to discuss, but wouldn't it be nice if we actually had someone in here joining in on the conversation that either A, knew the to- knew about the topic as well or better than us, or just who is as much of an enthusiast that likes to talk about stuff as we are, who just wants to be a, a part of the show once. I prefer the former than the latter. Mm-hmm. I have envisioned, I imagined that either we would do it or I would be part of a project that would do something like that because I've mm-hmm. always been interested in bringing and communicating with somebody who knows what they're talking about about something that is rather benign. Oh. But it is immediately interesting because I have no fucking idea about it. Right. Something about me is that I will talk to anybody about their career. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what it is. Yep. If I don't know about it, yep. I want to fucking know about it. Right. That's interesting. Like, I would love to have a plumber here mm-hmm. to tell stories, to, like, give, uh, just talk about their education and... Mm-hmm. Just shit that I was like, well, that's not my fucking planet at all. All of that is interesting. Just crap like that. So I imagined seeking people out. Right. Not waiting, like talking to a friend who listens to the show. and mm-hmm. like, Well, I know that you know about bananas. Why don't you come and talk about bananas? Right. No, like we find a plumber and we pay him an hour's worth and bring him fucking talk about something. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Something interesting like that. So if you ever come up with any uh, potentials for that, you know, don't, uh, don't hold back. And I will do the same. Like, I got a friend, so along our lines of technology, uh-huh. I've got a friend who is into, or was heavily into, like, cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. So he could probably come and talk about it and... That would make you very happy. Is this uh, who I think it is? Okay. Nobody that you know. Yeah. So that could be interesting. I don't see how it couldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions? Yeah. Go. Oh, by the way, uh, everybody, welcome to episode twenty-nine oh. <clears throat> of. Um... <laughs> Um, you may or may not notice uh, that um, I'm now attaching 
AI-generated images to these podcasts just because I like them. They're neat. I want to. Uh, yeah, no, I do have a question, uh, Adam. Yep. Do you have any trouble whatsoever going to the bathroom no matter where you are? No. Which is typical, right? I wouldn't it's, say. It's not a, it's not a... I used to. It's not a problem. You used to have a problem. Yeah, I think most people have somewhat of a problem. Right. I think it's abnormal to just not give a shit. Right. To just be able to go to the bathroom. Well, I don't know. I I don't give a shit. Yeah, but we've learned over the last year and a half, you're a fucking weirdo. There's lots of shit that you don't do that everybody else on the planet does. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, all cards on the table, I am weirded out a little bit by where I have to go to the bathroom if it's somewhat that could end up being gross. Right. Right. But other than that... So the answer is, yes, you do have... You do have... One little, yeah, thing. And it's usually, uh, you know, once you check out the place, ends up being not necessarily as bad as you thought it might be. And other times it's the exact opposite. Uh, the reason I asked this question is because, um, this episode's topic is about people who can't go pretty much anywhere where there is any possibility, even in their head, that someone might be nearby and or listening. People who suffer from what is commonly known as shy bladder syndrome. Uh, or as it's also referred to, periuresis. Uh, The reason I wanted to talk about it is because I know a couple people, one very intimately, who have this problem. And it's it's a huge, huge deal that creates a lot of restrictions on where we can go and for how long. So yeah, shy bladder syndrome, it's a thing. Better news is that I think I have an idea that should be uh, adopted uh, that could actually make life a little bit easier for these people. Anyway, um, so imagine, if you will, that you wanted to go for a drive and you knew the drive was going to take seven hours to get to where you were going to go, whether it's a, you know, a, a remote destination or you're just doing like a day trip. You, you can't because you're going to need to find a place to go to the bathroom where you can feel secure enough that no one is going to interrupt you somewhere along that route, which becomes damn near impossible. Imagine you have to fly somewhere on vacation. So what you do is you empty your bladder before you leave the house and then just before you walk out the door you make sure you go back and make sure that it actually is empty that there's nothing more to give and then you finally leave and you realize that it's going to be roughly seven hours before you can use the facilities again with maybe an opportunity to get in one visit uh, uninterrupted along the way. Um, if that's going to happen at all, it's probably going to happen at the airport before you get on the plane because you manage to find a private bathroom that's just one, you know, like one of those handicapped uh, washrooms where only one person can use it at a time and you can lock the door mm-hmm. from the inside. And even that doesn't guarantee that you're going to succeed because if it's really noisy outside your brain is still feeding that phobia that there could be someone standing outside the door waiting for you to finish and that's enough to make it so that you can't. Is it a phobia or just a neurosis? Oh, it's a it's a phobia for sure. Is it actually a fear or is it like just like a like a it, it's mental a, It's a it's a cuz it's not it's I, it's a phobia that you can it can be treated 
by either graduated exposure therapy where they, you know, sort of get you used to the idea of someone getting closer and closer uh, to you while you're trying to do your thing. Uh, and then the other option is cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, which is um, you're changing the patient's mental approach to the condition, but there, there's no detail given on how they actually pull that off. Right. But CBT is a... So I don't know, I don't know how they would actually do it, but so getting back to my uh, description, so imagine you thought you could get in one last uh, trip to the bathroom before you got on the plane, because forget trying it on the plane, that ain't happening. Because if you were in the bathroom on a plane, you, you would definitely be feeding your fear that someone is in fact standing right outside the door because nine times out of 10, somebody is standing right outside the door uh, waiting for their turn. And so you're being offered beverages on the flight and you kind of want to have something to drink, but at the same time you realize that if you do, you're just gonna fill up your bladder and have to go that much sooner. Uh, and then eventually you land and you get off the plane and you have to wait for your luggage and you're hoping you can find a bathroom that you can finally relieve yourself in, but there's nothing private. So now you have to wait for the opportunity to finally get in your rental car and then finally get to your hotel. And then once you finally get into your room, then it's, then you're home free because you're in your room by yourself or, you know, with your spouse or family or whatever the case may be. And now you can finally go to the bathroom uh, because the fear is gone if you have gotten used to going to the bathroom with that other person nearby. Uh, and in fact, even here, she can go to the bathroom knowing I'm in the house, but she cannot go to the bathroom if I'm standing outside the door and she knows it and can hear me outside the door. She'll be like, Move along. I need to finish my business. I had never met many people who had this problem. And in fact, it took me a long time before I really understood just how bad this problem was. Because I can't identify with it. So, of course, I can't understand why. Okay, you've got a goddamn private bathroom with a lock on the inside. What the hell? Why can't you? You know no one's going to come in. But it doesn't even matter. Because just the noise of people outside is enough to keep you off your game, which is just like bizarre. But it's a thing. <clears throat> it's a thing. The difficulty with this question is, or questions that I have, yes, is that because it's not, because it, it it's it is like you, just so foreign to me. But And I don't know anything about it, but the, like the question I asked about it being a phobia right. or not, that was an important question for me because yes. phobias very often adhere to the same sort of response. Same trigger, same response. Same mm -hmm. trigger, same response. But this doesn't appear to be a phobia. It's just a neurosis. You're just fucking... There's something in your brain yes. that says this is bad, which usually or often means that trigger and response varies greatly between person to person. For example, OCD. My OCD is not the same as this other person's OCD, mm -hmm. but it's still fucking OCD. Right. So, it just presents itself differently. Right. Yeah. And responds differently and does everything differently. So my question is one that I don't think you can answer because you have one example and I don't, frankly, I don't want to know her situation. I'm interested in it in its entirety. But like things like, is it, is it you're worried about your noises that you're making and other people hearing it? And I imagine it's and or, it's not just or there's probably many things is it the fact that people are waiting so you feel rushed um well let let me read to you what um what it says in this uh, article 
some people have brief isolated episodes of difficulty in situations where other people are in close proximity. Pyuresis, however, goes beyond simple shyness, embarrassment, fear of exposure, or fear of being judged for not being able to urinate. Other people may find that they are unable while in moving vehicles or fixated on the sounds of their urination in quiet restrooms or residential settings. In severe cases, of which I am familiar with this, a person can urinate only when alone at home or through the process of catheterization. And in fact, that's what she ends up having to do if she needs to go really badly but can't get over the mental block of just letting go, she has to catheterize to force the issue. And the problem with that is it causes problems when you have to self-catheterize as a woman. Actually, I can't even visualize what that would be like as a man, but holy fuck. But as a woman, it can cause uh, bleeding and urinary, urinary tract infections and all sorts of other nonsense. Same thing with us, fellas, but yes. I yeah. Can, yeah. Uh, and so... Just putting uh, in your own catheter is fucked. Yeah, like Jesus Christ. And, and what's interesting is I have no idea what caused or triggered the periuresis because she hasn't always had this problem. It got worse as she got older. Like when I first met her, it wasn't a thing. Or if it was, she did a really damn good job of covering it up. Uh, but it's definitely a thing now. It's, it's a sympathetic nervous res system response. It creates an adrenaline rush that produces an involuntary uh, nervous system response, probably has peripheral and central nervous system involvement, um, and it, it really is in, in, the, in the head. And like I said, like as, soon as, as soon as all possible risk of being heard or being able to interrupt the process has been eliminated fully and completely, it's game on. Like I, like I said, as soon as we're in the hotel room, beelines to the bathroom, knowing I'm in the room, but it doesn't matter that I'm in the room because she's comfortable enough with me that that is not a block, especially if she knows I'm not standing by the door. Uh, but, you know, just knowing that I'm not standing by the door is enough to remove all further blocks, mental blocks, from, that, you know, to, to prevent it from, from happening. And um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start finding out, I think, soon if it's possible that hypnotherapy might lessen the severity of it. And if not, maybe check into cognitive behavior therapy as a, uh, a treatment for it. Uh, because it really does prevent us from doing a lot of stuff we want to do. Does she want to do it? Because you just said, I am going to... Well, it doesn't matter if you do it. She has to... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm just going to recommend that she give it a thought and then see whether she wants to, to proceed with any kind of uh, therapy to see if she can overcome. Does talking fear. about it trigger the same anxiety? No, but you know what? Maybe the fact that she's thinking about it in preparations for going anywhere might trigger oh, some absolutely. of the that anxiety. Oh, anxiety starts way early, of yeah. course. Yeah. I just meant that if she was sitting around, which just in a situation that probably would never happen, but just sitting around a party, she's not going to talk about a wicked piss that she's taken before. No. Like, you, you just, you don't talk about... No. Going to the bathroom. No. Everything women about don't. it. Women don't in general, I think. But I'm not asking about do women in general don't. I'm yeah. asking about... Her. These... No, I'm at... Okay. Yeah. But these people. Yeah. Yes. People who suffer from is this. There a, is there a neurosis about all things bathroom? Just going to the bathroom? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Does it include defecation? Maybe it does, but that's not something she has to do as often 
as right. as empty her bladder. So maybe she can't do that either, but we've never been between bathroom opportunities long enough to know whether that was also a And chances are she's not some weird monster that doesn't pee and poo at the same time. Everybody does, God. Right. Um, Interesting. Now, what's even more interesting about this, or what was I going to say next about this, is that this, call it what you will, neurosis, phobia, whatever, Mm -hmm. also makes it impossible for her to provide a sample on demand. So if we go, she goes to a lab for tests and they say she has to explain, um, no can do. I'm going to have to go home, produce it for you there, and then we will come back and bring it to you because there's no way in hell it's going to happen here in this clinic, in that bathroom right there, even though I can lock the door from the inside. Because even while I'm in there, I'm going to be hearing all the people out in the waiting room, all the people walking in the hallway, plus the person who's on the other side of the bathroom reaching through the little, you know, hidey hole <laughs> where, the, where the samples are kept after you're done producing it. Um, is, is the trigger auditory or is it... Like, could she probably. wear noise-canceling headphones? And would that alleviate the problem? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Or is it knowing that people are there? No, I think it's the knowing. The knowing and and the hearing them out there. But I mean, like, you know, again, it's like um, she has had some successes at the airport, but only when no one it was relatively quiet. And she could not hear anything that could be construed as someone waiting outside the door. She has had success, but it's seldom. So it is. So the, it's. So most of the time, it's just it's just not happening. So it's often triggered by the concern that somebody's waiting on her. Mm-hmm. I guess or you could, could say be that. Because well, just no one outside just... would theoretically be able to hear her. Well, no, of course not. But this is a neurosis. It's fucking... It doesn't make sense. Right. It's all just made up. Yeah. But I'm interested in what makes it go off. Is it the hearing people mulling around? Maybe, maybe not. Like I asked, is it about her concern or their concern about those people mulling about hearing it happening? Probably to a degree. Because everyone has that fear. Everyone has started dating someone initially and, mm-hmm. you know, sits they down. Hide they, they hide their, their body noises. Yes. Everybody's yes. fucking done that. This just happens to stay. Which, and, and, and I hate to go off on a tangent here, but the funniest mm-hmm. thing I saw this week was a guy who had been going out with this girl bought her a cake because she finally farted in front of him. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a cake with somebody bent over, like, you know, a figurine bent over with like a, you know, a, a fart cloud coming out the back. I thought that was funny because that is, you know, the threshold, I think, of, right. you know, you've reached a comfort level with your significant other when you can fart in front of each other and not be horrified. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, I have so many questions about, and so, you know, if by some miracle there are people listening to this podcast or watching the YouTube version that suffer from this ailment that can, uh, you know, add more um, experiences and and, uh, uh, feedback to their own experiences with this, uh, I would def. I personally would definitely like to see it, but I don't like bringing up a problem without thinking up a solution. And I have. Oh, okay. I'm not oh, done. We're not there yet. Okay. Solution. All right. The solution will wait. I'm surprised that with all of her anxieties mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. that she's not fucking mortified that you're down here telling the world about it. 
Um, yeah, me too. Because I actually told her that we would be talking well, you about it at better some point. Yeah, that's, yeah. This is a, that's wild. Yeah. And she doesn't care. No. Now, she doesn't care, or it's not that big of a deal? Um, I think she, I don't know. I'm putting words in her mouth by mm-hmm. answering on her behalf. But I think she knows me well enough that I'm not going to... That I'm going to treat the subject with the respect that it deserves. Yeah, and not it's not make like, hey, you fucking it. retards. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> True that. When I told her uh, that I actually had what I thought was a pretty fucking amazing idea to help people who suffer from this problem, um, she didn't incredibly dismiss it uh, immediately. Um, and thought that the idea had merit. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's just... Uh, Go ahead, tell your little solution. Your okay, little solution. fine. So... If it's everyone carries around a two-liter pop bottle, no, I'm No, no, not at all. Not at all. Because, and the reason why I even thought of this idea is because I have found... We have found ourselves in situations... Uh, and I should have probably mentioned this before I came up with the solution, so please bear with me. Sometimes we'll be out and about doing our thing, and she'll go, we have to make a pit stop, which means we have to, whatever we're doing now, we can't go and do the next thing we planned on doing over there. We need to go home first so that she can use the bathroom at home and empty her bladder then we can carry on doing the other things. And as you could probably imagine, I find that incredibly inconvenient in some circumstances, but I've learned to uh, live with it because there's really nothing else to do. She, She has to go, she has to go, and she has to go at home. But we have found ourselves in so many situations, especially when we're away on vacation, where we'll be out and about while we're on vacation and we'll be out doing something that's like a half-hour drive from our hotel and she'll be like, we need to make a pit stop. And I'll be like, but that's where she needs to go. We did find one place that we could go to while we were out and about. There's a mall. uh, We go to San Diego a lot. And there's a mall out in Carlsbad, which is a good 35, 40 minute drive away from San Diego where we stay. Um, and this mall has a Macy's and it's a huge Macy's and way up at the top floor where the it's like the attic of the store, which is half shopping area and half employee offices and management offices. There's a hidden private bathroom, public bathroom, but it it may as well be private because no one knows it's there unless they happen to wander down the hall and go, oh, look, a bathroom that's open. And she was able to make use of that facility if we ever found ourselves in that neighborhood because it was quiet enough and private enough that she could. And, you know, when she'd come wandering back down the hall again, I'd be like, and she'd give me the thumbs up if it was a if it was a successful mission. Otherwise, it's back to the fucking hotel. And that's where I kind of got this idea because all I could keep thinking about was it's too bad that people with this problem can't just go to any hotel and go, we have someone who needs to use the facilities in private. Oh yes, come with me. Here's a key card. There's an empty room. Lock it on your way out and come back to the front desk. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I said, would that solve your problem? And she goes, yeah, but that would never happen. And I said, well, it would if hotels were to offer that as a, a perk, as a feature. All you people who suffer from periuresis, we're a periuresis-friendly hotel. If you need somewhere to go, come on in and we'll find you an empty room 
that you can use for 10 minutes. And then, you know, and if you need to charge for that, whatever. I think a nominal fee is only fair to ask for someone to just be able to come in off the street and use a room for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever the case may be. And then I even, I even took this to its logical conclusion, which is, so how would you be able to identify a hotel that was pariuresis friendly? I thought, well, the answer is actually quite simple. You just put the letter P on the sign, and that's the signal. Great. And it's perfect, because P stands for pariuresis. Mm -hmm. And it also indicates what it is you're going to be doing while you're there. (laughs) So it's genius. It's logical. And, you know, I wish I could have the ear of all the CEOs of all the major hotel chains around the world, that this is something they could really offer as a nice gesture to people that suffer from this problem. Because I bet you a lot would take them up on it. Because I think it's a, a, a problem that is more widespread than people are willing to talk about. Right. And that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I think that's a really nice idea that would never, ever happen. <laughs> and the more people that might have it, the less likely that it would ever happen. A hotel's not going to let a rando use their bathroom for 15 minutes, even if they charged them 10 bucks. No way. I don't think so. I don't think there's a chance in hell. Are, are, are all these people with this problem going to be card-carrying? How do you prove that they aren't going to just go there and shoot heroin and fall asleep in the bathroom? That is a real big problem, sure, but how do you deal with somebody slipping in the bathroom and banging? When you become, when you stay at the hotel, you're part of the insurance. Yeah. I'm a bummer. I'm a bummer. Yeah. But I can't... I but, can't... I mean, it could be argued that the hotel would also feel that way about their public bathrooms that are just off the hallway of the main lobby. Right, but they can go in there and shuffle out a nefarian who's been hanging out there forever. But I, oh, sure. I hear what you're but saying. they can do that with the room, too. Right. Because they're not going to, you know, let you just stay in there for as long as you want. So now they have to have somebody hanging out. And now you're back to the same problem because now there's someone hanging out the door waiting for her to finish pissing. So you're right back to fucking square one. And the whole thing... <laughs> it would be awesome. I think it'd be more reasonable to have adding that little letter P to the handicap sign on those handicap bathrooms so people don't feel fucking weird about using it if they have that problem. Because lots of, lots of places now have solo bathrooms. Yeah. Right? And if someone who has this problem and they're obsessed with the fact that people are going to know or they're worried about being in there, maybe having an indicator saying that it's cool for you to use this bathroom would help alleviate some of that anxiety. You may be onto something. And in fact, that kind of gives me another idea because it has come to my attention over the years Mm -hmm. that Asian women in particular are known to generally be totally weirded out by being heard doing their business because of the noise that it makes Mm -hmm. and it's just you know something they don't want other people to hear Mm -hmm. so it's totally auditory okay and i guess in japan and possibly in places more than just japan but in japan in particular uh it is not uncommon to find public washrooms for women that have all sorts of noise masking technologies built into the stall and or the toilet itself to make it so that there's no way in hell you're going to hear them peeing because of all the other racket that's happening in the background, white noise or music or both. 
whatever, uh, you know, extra insulation, whatever the case may be. No, I'm serious. I know. And I'm, it's, just, I'm, like, I'm just thinking of myself. The comedy on, skit on that you the, could make like on, on that? The, like on a speaker going, piss in freedom. No one can hear you pee. You are okay. Here is a song. <laughs> uh, and you know if if we were just a little bit uh, I, I don't know I think there's a comedy skit waiting to be written on that too but it might not Float. sit well with some people uh, that's something that could also be explored for people who suffer from shy bladder syndrome or a volume knob in the bathroom generally to turn the music up when right. you walk in there yeah just crank totally. up the tunes right I gotta. All they're gonna hear is the music. I need to gotta take a wicked piss. But then, uh, like I don't know, is the is the neurosis that aggressive or adaptive that now you're wondering if there's people outside the bathroom <laughs> wondering what the hell you're up to because all they hear is loud noise that's not you going pee, right. and that must be someone who can't possibly. Uh, you know, uh, deal with the possibility of someone hearing them pee, but yet I can hear, you know, don't stop believing at full volume right. emanating from the bathroom. I think there'd be a lot more empathy. I think people, I don't know if people would think about, oh, they're peeing in there, but nobody goes, everyone's had an but emergency. that's just it. I don't think anybody is. What? I think that that fear is completely baseless. No one is standing outside of any bathroom going, I hear you peeing. They're just not. No. No. So it's not even a logical fear. It's not even a logical fear. It's not even based in reality. That's the worst part. I mean, if we actually had to worry about people listening it's only to us based go to the reality. that'd be one thing. It's only based in reality because they listen for it. They yeah. hear people pee and it freaks them out. So they assume everybody is listening to other people pee. And you know what's funny is that when we had this bathroom made in our basement, mm -hmm. the first thing that came out of her mouth once it was done, I need you to sit in here and I need you to tell me if you can hear me mm -hmm. while I'm using that bathroom two rooms over. Right. And you know what was funny she wasn't curious if I could hear her because of her phobia. She was projecting that phobia onto other potential guests who might come to our house. Of course. Yeah. No one's going to use that bathroom if they think for a moment that you can hear them from in here. And I'm thinking, I hate to break it to you, hon, but I don't think that's something that everyone actually thinks about when they go into it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am a fucking weirdo. No, I don't and think I'm anybody... Just totally oblivious to... Hey, the only thing that people think about... Hey, everyone, can you hear me peeing? It's pretty fucking loud, isn't it? It's about to get louder. Oh, here comes the fart. Yeah, so that's the only thing that people can empathize with and are concerned with is everyone's had a bowel emergency in their no. life and they've had to go to a public bathroom right. and they have had to squirt something terrible. Right. And... Everybody holds it yes. until there's nobody in the bathroom because they don't want anybody to hear it right. for whatever fucking reason. Right. right? It's the same. It's going to be really fucking noisy. It's gross. Yeah. And it's noisy. So yeah. they're perceived like you think that you are gross because you have to shit like everybody else does. And it's the same thing. Like nobody listens for it, but everybody does that. It's, it's, and how did we get there? Like, I'm sure there just was a time not that, yeah. I'm sure there was a time that not that long ago when we were like, well, I mean, in Arab countries, you squat over a hole right next to the next person who's squatting over a hole. There is no opportunity for shame because, well, you got to go, you got to go. That's all there is to it. And it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. You're squatting over a hole. In the floor. And yet, in our, in our society, we have managed to manifest this shame-based 
phobia slash neuroses that makes it impossible for someone to go to the bathroom unless they are in their absolute comfort zone. Fucking Catholics. I don't even know what that means. Well, fucking what comes out of my body is just pure evil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shame-based bathroom usage. Yeah, yeah. Your body is evil. And you'll be evil too if you succumb to its desires. I just gotta pee. Yeah, I'm just trying to go to the bathroom, Jesus. Jesus, let me go to the bathroom. It's a hard one to empathize with. Because you're just like, what? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I know. Pee. Yeah. You don't want people to hear you? It just doesn't make sense. Right? To to most people, it wouldn't make any sense at all. See, but that's the thing, Carl, is I disagree. I think it makes sense to everybody mm-hmm. because of like my the example that I gave mm-hmm. people do that people yeah. don't want other people to hear them pee the two examples I gave one the initial dating one mm-hmm. where you don't and then the emergency bathroom situation everybody gets it but everybody gets over it so what the fuck is wrong well, with you I don't know if everybody gets over no, it no that's but but they... I don't mean literally everybody they gets They deal. Over. They deal and they find really... I think, I think a lot of people find really subtle ways to delay the inevitable to a point where they finally... I'll give you a perfect example. When I'm at work and I have to go number two, if I have to, the men's washroom in the building that I work in only has one stall. It's one urinal and one stall. Oh, holy crap. Uh, no pun intended there either. (laughs) But if I have to go and there's someone else in the bathroom, I'll I'll still go in and and get ready. But I may not let loose. No, you don't. Until they leave. You wait. And it's not because I'm afraid that they're going to hear me. It's because I'm afraid that what could, what should be, a rather uneventful situation might escalate to something way louder than I thought it would be. Because sometimes it's not just stuff coming out, it's massive sound effects to go along with it. Just, you know, to make things super interesting for a couple of of seconds. And that's probably the only part of it that kind of makes me wait it's not you know the hearing the plop (laughs) in the toilet it's the possible massive release of gas and the cacophony of it all that might you know accompany the movement as it were which is hilarious because you know i've just proven that everybody kind of has that fear or whatever you want to call it preference for not being heard um but you usually don't have to suffer very long because most people who are just about finished up in the bathroom aren't going to just keep hanging out except for the odd one time or another where the person you know is friends with you or whatever and starts trying to establish a conversation with you Instead of leaving. Right. Right? And at which point now you're kind of thinking to yourself, oh, great. Right. Um, you know, and you just, like, what you want to say is, can you just leave, please? Because I don't know how, you know, uh, inappropriate what's about to happen is going to be. Right. So just, I'd rather you were not made to suffer through that. So just... Talk to you in a bit. <laughs> so the question is, is is it a courtesy thing or is it a self-preservation thing? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a self-preservation thing under the guise of being courteous. Right. Right? It's like, oh, I don't want other uh, people to have to hear right. you. But really, you, you just... don't want other people to hear you. Right. 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 Fucking fire out a slurping yeah. machine. Yeah. <laughs> 
or so, or you know trigger the foghorn. Right, exactly. But it's interesting because if you go into the bathroom and everybody's gone into the bathroom where that person doesn't care and they have oh yeah fired they just let all rip. of the missiles oh yeah you notice it but you don't really give a fuck. You might even burst into laughter. Oh yeah, it's yeah. worth a good chuckle. Yeah. It's like yeah, are you okay? Yeah. Right? It's a very interesting thing because it is that. You don't really care. But when you're in the bathroom and it's you doing it, you, you seem care. to care. Yeah. It's such a... We're so fucking weird. I wonder how much of our... Um, I love, by the way, how this conversation has evolved. I thought we were done and obviously we weren't. No, because it's interesting. <laughs> Unintended! Yeah. <laughs> how much of it of our behavior, of our um, self-preservation uh, of being heard, as I'm calling it, is evolutionary. Like, when animals defecate, they smell to see if they're sick. Okay. So I wonder if, like, somewhere in our lizard brain, yeah, yeah. if you are having a bad bowel movement, you are sick. You are weak. Yeah, there's weaker. something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder how much to, of you're not supposed to be doing that. No. So how like is any of that behavior just fucking lizard brain behavior that we then gussy up because we're sentient and we're Yeah. Cuz we all I do don't it. Know. We I don't all know. do it. Yeah. But I yeah, I don't know. I think it's more to do with the sound that it makes. I really do. I mean, there may be a tiny, tiny sliver of, oh, I don't want anybody to hear me having an un, un uh, what could be construed to be an unhealthy poo, because then, you know, people will start to wonder what's wrong with me. No, you, I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Okay. There's no conscious thought of that. It's oh, okay. It's a subconscious it's totally response, subconscious. which then you gussy up into it being sound. I think oh, it's a okay. subconscious evolutionary... I don't think that it is. I, it's just an idea. Because we all do it. Yeah. I think it's neat. Because there's some... I, it just To me, it sounds like there's something to it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of papers written about this. I'm sure... I hope so. I'm sure there's papers written about it. Not an article, but like studies and papers. and There absolutely would be. Yeah, maybe. You should uh, search academics on Google for mm -hmm. for this, and you'll probably find some really neat papers. Mm -hmm. On the periuresis mm -hmm. uh, yep. side, or yep. the whole the whole spiel? The periuresis side. Okay. Yeah. I wish there was a magic bullet that we could use to, to nip it in the bud, um, because it really does... Um, it really does uh, cramp our style. Dude, there have been so many colloquialisms used in this conversation. I know, it's right? kind of freaking me I out. I know, I know. You just used three in one paragraph. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and not even consciously. It was, again, totally subconscious. Magic bullet, nip it in the bud. And I don't remember what the third was because I was just offended. Right. You were still recovering from the other two. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> 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 so there you have it that's my topic for this episode I'm reminded of a song by a man named Mike Watt ooh piss bottle man okay such a good song never heard of it oh well, that's fine yeah that's sit in your car piss into a bottle by yourself Lots of privacy there. She even joked with me uh, on more than one occasion. You know, if we ever do a cross-country trip, we're definitely going to get one of those like little mini camper vans that's got the bathroom in the back. And I'm just like, or we could just stay at a hotel every night. And yeah, but then I can't go pee until we get to the hotel. I want to be able to go whenever the need arises. Because... It is known that some people can't, while they're moving, I just have this 
right. vision in my head that, you know, the hands are going to be rubbing together going, ooh, we got this licked. All right, here we go. And then the first time she needs to use the facilities, I'll be doing 110 down the highway and she'll be like, I don't get it. I can't pee. Why can't I pee? And I'll just be like, oh, probably because I need to pull over at the next rest stop so that you can pee without the vehicle moving. And then you're going to be wondering if there's somebody standing outside the vehicle. Listening. Listening. Ear pressed against the window. Dudes, come here. Come here. I can hear some people out there. There are some people out there. I can hear them, goddammit. Tell them to shut the fuck up or get back in their cars and move on. Yeah, exactly. That's fascinating. I would love to know what the therapy would be like for that. And I will definitely uh, update everybody if she ever decides to pursue any kind of treatment for it and whether it actually works or not. But in the meantime, I'd sure love to see that pee on the hotel sign. I don't want to talk about pee anymore. Okay. What do you want to talk about, Adam? Oh, I don't. We're close to the end anyway. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go home to take a piss. I gotta go home. <laughs> I, can't, I can't hold it much longer. God damn it. The diaper idea was a great idea. I don't have mine on. Oh. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't care if you didn't. We gotta be at that point. This is episode 29. Yeah. Either you did or you didn't. I don't know if you noticed the last episode, I didn't really do the whole TalkBots thing at the end. Oh, you don't listen to them, do don't you? Don't talk to me about it. No. Right, yeah. Yeah, I only did the funny voice uh, alteration thing at the beginning when we were introduced. What's the TalkBots thing at the end? What are you talking about? You know, when we say TalkBots the second time as oh, we're wrapping sure. up. I've grown tired of that requirement. I'm finding it cliched. And totally unnecessary. Okay, ready? It's the second time. End. <laughs>